Now, Louisville Bats Baseball. Hi again, everybody, and welcome once again to Louisville Bats Baseball. It is episode three of the Bat Chat podcast. We appreciate you being with us. I'm Nick Curran. Uh, great interview uh, for you today, and uh, we'll get into it. It'll be the Bats third-year hitting coach, Leon Bull Durham. Uh, first name Leon, his nickname Bull. You won't hear uh, him go by anything other than Bull. It's how he introduces himself to people and uh, one of the great Chicago Cubs of all time and certainly uh, other teams as well and uh, a character in the International League, kind of the dean of IL coaches, and we'll get into all that here in just a bit. Hope everybody's doing well, hanging in as uh, we continue along with the uh, social distancing and the COVID-19 pandemic. As you're listening to this, it should be right around opening day. The Bats would be uh, getting the season started, as would all minor league teams, but instead everybody at home and uh, trying to stay as safe as possible and hope you are as well. Uh, been some nice weather outside, so hopefully you've been able to get out and enjoy that as uh, everyone just hoping this passes as quickly as possible so we can get back to maybe some baseball as quickly as possible. Uh, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with everybody affected by this and and uh, particularly with the folks on the front lines and first responders and folks in the hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, uh, people working in the grocery stores, delivery drivers, everybody that's been uh, involved in this in some way and, and many more that, that probably didn't name. We continue to think about you each and every day and certainly look forward to uh, seeing all all of those folks out at the ballpark once the 2020 season uh, gets underway and everyone will have a chance to to cheer them on and, and give them the the ovation they certainly deserve. Uh, the Bats do have uh, a number of things going on. If you're tuning into this, the day it drops on Thursday, April 9th, it'll be a special day, MILB opening day at home. The Bats taking part of that. Uh, a lot of cool stuff lined up throughout the day on Facebook and other social media uh, platforms. And um, Facebook Live, if you're listening to this as it drops, April 9th tonight, 7.15 on the Bats Facebook, you'll be able to watch the first ever game at Louisville Slugger Field as it was originally broadcast on Wave 3 TV. Jim Kelch, Scott Reynolds, Bob Dominey on the call. It's going to be really cool from April 12th in the year 2000, the Bats and the, the River Bats, as it were, and the Norfolk Tides opening Louisville Slugger Field, the first game there. Really, really neat, 7-15 on April 9th, and I'm sure you'll be able to see that game afterwards, even if you don't catch it live um, somewhere. So uh, look forward to that. Should be a lot of fun and uh, a lot of cool stuff uh, lined up as part of the opening day as well. And if you're listening to this as it drops, uh, the next three Fridays, April 10th, April 17th, and April 24th, you can tune into 790KRD on the AM dial. We'll be uh, running back some games from last season, some of the best from last year. The first one, April 10th, that's tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, we will have the Bats home opener from last year, Louisville and Gwinnett from April 11th of 2019. An exciting game that the Bats trailed 5-2, storm back to eventually win it 7-6 on opening night, a couple of uh, – well, team MVPs, the Mary E. Barney co-MVPs for the Bats last year, Aristide Zacchino and Brian O'Grady both factored big into that one. And I uh, hope you can tune in for that. It'll all start at 7 o'clock. We'll uh, play that game back as you heard it last year on 790KRD. Do want to also remind you about Buddy's curbside pickup. You can 
Head to BatsBaseball.com and get all the details. But several restaurant partners and the Bats uh, getting together on this. You can uh, go pick up carryout, order carryout at one of these places, and all the directions are there. And get yourself a picture with Buddy Bat holding the sign next to you. Augmented reality, uh, new technology out and about. You can check it out and a chance to win Bats prizes and more. It's all at BatsBaseball.com. Also there, uh, check out everything the Bats have going on right now. Some great kids' activities, uh, as activity book pages dropping every week with uh, everyone at home. Uh, a good way to you know maybe find the kids something to do as they're uh, shut in as well. And, and uh, maybe once they get through all their virtual learning for school, this will be a good way to to reward them with some some still fairly educational stuff and uh, some good activities out of the bats activity book and you'll be able to see all that each and every week and also the team store up and running online if you want to do that some kids club uh, memberships available as well and a, a good way to stay connected to the bats also do want to uh, let you know as well the podcast this week Brought to you by Norton with Norton eCare. We're here to help you while you stay in the comfort and safety of your home anytime, day or night. A Norton healthcare provider is available to discuss non-urgent health concerns for patients two and older, whether it's for a fever, a cough, respiratory symptoms, or a minor illness. Schedule a video visit or submit an e-visit questionnaire from your laptop, tablet, or mobile device. Schedule online at nortonhealthcare.com slash eCare. Very important right now is everyone staying at home. Uh, great stuff from our friends at Norton to be able to get you the care you need while you are staying at home and, uh, well, away from people, as it were. Uh, without further ado, we'll jump into it. Bull Durham going into his third year as the Louisville hitting coach, but no stranger to the IL. He spent 16 years as the Toledo Mudhens hitting coach. We'll talk about that a little bit. He uh, he was there from right around uh 2001 through 2016 and then in 2017 to the big leagues with the Tigers and now entering his third year as the Bats hitting coach but uh, while in Toledo he had a chance to work with Mike Hessman the all-time home run leader in the minor leagues we'll talk about that a little bit Bull was also a Louisville Redbird played for the Redbirds uh, as his career was winding down in 1989 played uh, some time in Louisville he'll talk about that and Maybe the biggest thing out of this podcast, Bull is trying to find an old food spot. If anyone has any information on it, we would love to hear. You'll hear that coming up here in just a second. Uh, as we get to it right now, week three of the Bat Chat podcast, our guest, the Bat hitting coach, Bull Durham. Bull, uh, how are you? Dick, I'm doing great, man, right now. You know, just sitting at home and... Uh, not sitting at home. I got a I got a nice little list to do as far as what my wife has on the outside. Uh, doing some yard work and doing things, cleaning out drawers, closets, and and things like that, and and staying in touch with some of the players. So other than that, I'm just trying to you know cope with what's going on in, the, in society right now. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's definitely pretty crazy. Uh, you kind of mentioned it out in the yard right now. How how have you uh, how have you kept busy during all this? Well, yard work, most, <laughs> killing killing weeds, barbecuing, uh, staying distance from you know my my grandkids and all, and you know it's it's kind of it's kind of annoying to not be able to give my grandkids a hug and whatnot, but it's uh, something we have to do right now. It is. It's uh, I know it's tough for for everybody. Um, 
other than being out in the yard? Any uh, any other stuff you're doing? Any any uh, any TV you've caught up on that you can give folks a suggestion on? Well, uh, just watch your Family Feud. Ah, watch your movies. <laughs> Playing card games with the wife, dominoes, and uh, you know doing things around the household. You know, I mean. It's, it's just the wife and I here at the house, and, and there's only so much you can do. And, you know, we kind of enjoy each other right now. You know, we've been together uh, pretty close to 40 years of marriage, and uh, everything is, is, is still great. <laughs> and it's a good thing it is, right? Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, what, uh, you mentioned you've, you've stayed in touch with, uh, with some of the players. Uh, how much have guys reached out and how much have you reached out to them to, to try to uh, help them kind of stay in, in whatever shape they can while this is going on? Well, my, my, my feeling as far as letting them know that if we do start this season uh, soon, uh, we will, I just want them to be prepared uh, because there's going to be some injuries and um, I just want them to be prepared to, do what they have to do in order to carry on their career, their future, because it's um, it's, it's it's almost the same way as 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 if you is doing the course of the season, you know, having these guys prepared and having them ready. But since this this situation right now that we're dealing with is 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 going to be a a, a situation where guys can't do what they normally would do during the course of the season. Uh, to prepare themselves to keep themselves happy, be ready in case there's an injury. You know, and 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 they can only do so much because of the facilities are not available. A lot of these guys probably don't have the the right type of equipment at home to uh, prepare themselves. So do what you have to do. If it's just sitting in the living room doing sit-ups or push-ups, jumping jacks, jumping rope on the outside. Uh, trying to work on some hand-eye coordination drills or whatever you could do, throwing the ball up against the house or whatever. Do what you got to do, but get a feel as far as what you need to do to make sure you're ready. Yeah, and, you know, I know when, when things are normal and then the season's going, you have guys coming to you and, and asking for, you know, for you to help or early work or give them advice on, on what you're seeing. Um, are you still getting that? You know, obviously there was a little bit that that happened out in Arizona in spring training, and and maybe some guys were able to get some swings in at, at home. Or are you still kind of getting that that sort of dialogue too, even from a distance? Well, as, as of right now, we're we're not getting that. We're just trying to to get the mental side of their uh, approach and not having them forget about what they need to do and get a feel for what they need to continue to do where they were at when they were having success. It's a feel situation. So just try to try to help them continue to have a feel for what they need to do in order to be ready. Uh, it's kind of tough. You know, it's like being on a 15-day disabled list. But this in this case here, you know, we're looking at a, a couple of months not not getting able, being able to hit and do the things that you should do in order to, you know, be ready or to have yourself ready. So... Um, you know, some of the guys that, that we, we, we touch bases with to let them know, they let me know that they're doing as much as possible. With the facilities being down, you can only do so much, you know, but just keep a strong mind, uh, stay positive, 
and just believe that this is going to come to an end soon. That's all. That's all any of us can do right now. Um, that's all we can do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more obviously I've talked to you a lot the last couple of years going into your third year as as the the bats hitting coach and I've talked to you a lot about working with guys and and what you've seen with different guys when we've talked to you haven't talked to you about you that much how did how did you uh, obviously a great career as a player with uh, you know, very much known with the Cubs and and Cardinals and and Reds as well. What uh, what? How did you get into coaching after after you wrapped up the playing career? What what got you into that? Well, you know, while I was playing, I had listened to my wife early in my playing days that you know I wouldn't coach or do anything like that once my career was over with. But when you love something, it's it's hard to 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 just let it go. And to get a feel as far as what you're doing with some of these younger ball players that are coming up uh, today or a few years ago where they were very coachable. And, you know, it just made me feel like that this is what I need to do in order to stay involved in baseball to help this young guy fulfill his dream as far as becoming a major leaguer. Because I knew how it was when I was coming up. I wanted to get there, and I had some great coaches that that tutored me and players as far as being allowing me to fulfill my dream. You know, and I'm giving that back now. And if they want it, I have it for them. If they don't want it, then they can continue to do what they're doing now, uh, which is it's a little it's a little crazy because a lot of a lot of times you're dealing with some players today. They don't want the information. They already know it. They think they know it, but they don't. And the game hasn't changed. The game has changed somewhat, but not to a point to where you can't, you know, get the information from a guy that's been around for a while, veteran coaches um, that can give you information that will help you fulfill your dream. And I'm one of those kind of coaches that will help you get there. I'm not worried about having a pat on the back saying that, yeah, I did this with this player, that player. I don't worry about that. I look at this guy being able to succeed as far as fulfilling his dream. You've been in the game for, for a long time, and, and that's that's the exciting part for you now is just watching guys uh, make it and, and make it to the big leagues. That's really cool. That That's 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 kind of what, what gets you up in the morning to do it, right? Exactly. You know, I try to keep myself in some type of shape to – demonstrate what I want them to do to show them this is what you know I see that you need to do everybody's different and I don't I don't try to have everybody do the same thing but I I, I can look at a guy and I can say I, I let them know that this is what you need to do you don't need to do what this guy was doing and that guy doing this is what you need right now and I have an eye thank God that my 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 field and my 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 love my vision and everything is is there to let these guys know or let that particular player know that this is what you need to do. And hopefully he accepted, uh, buy into the philosophy where we're at right now and enjoy it, you know, because this is, this is what you need to do. And, and, and I've had some great situations, some great players that's, that's uh, relied on me and allowed me to help them fulfill their dream. And that's where I get my chill bumps from 
is seeing these guys have success. It's so cool. And Bull, I want to go back. You, you obviously spent some 16 years in Toledo, um, you know, and then a year in Detroit before uh, before coming to Louisville. But you had a chance to to be there for for the uh, the minor league home run king, Mike Hessman. He uh, he spent a year as a bat back in 2013, he, a ton of his career with Toledo and and in that organization. And, and he's now the, the Mud Hens hitting coach. How how cool is that? for you to see a, a guy that you had a chance to work with as a player now getting into coaching himself? Well, it, it, it's kind of hard to, to to see that a guy like Mike Hessman never had an opportunity to fulfill his dream as becoming a full-time major leaguer. Uh, all the potential, the talent, to me, he was, I saw a lot of Brooks Robertson uh, playing career. And as far as a third baseman that was accurate with his throwing, uh, the way he played the game, the knowledge that he had for the game, Mike Hessman was the next thing to me, as a as seeing him as a player and watching him develop. He was the next thing to Brooks Roberts to me, and that's a that's a huge compliment. And I always told him that, you know, a guy being with his size, at his size, uh, and being able to to lay out, make a diving play, or whatever, and come up and throw an accurate throw to the first basement, that was huge. And then to see him have his offensive side of his game developed to where he's the all-time minor league home run king, be a part of that. But I think he joined us when he had 200-some home runs. And Larry Parrish and I, you know, just that, it wasn't me. It was it's just, it's just Larry Parrish did a hell of a job helping us, helping me develop to get Hesper's um, offensive side of this game together. We called him in the office a couple of times, broke him down, brought a grown man to tears to let him know that that's not going to work if you want to fulfill your dream. And and he took it to heart, and he understood what we were talking about, and he became the person, coach, and everything that he is today. And, and I'm grateful of that, and I love that guy because he was a guy that really bought into the philosophy of his ability, and he trusts LP and myself to help him along the way. Yeah, really cool. I, I, jumping around a little bit here, but but when you were a player, um, kind of on the back end, you were back in the Cardinals organization. You played with the the Louisville Redbirds for fifty nine games back in nineteen eighty nine. Um, obviously, at the the stadium at the fairgrounds. I've asked you this before, but we'll do it here. Getting ready to to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of uh, of Louisville Slugger Field. What do you what do you remember about playing uh, with the Redbirds and playing at uh, at Old Cardinal Stadium when when you were a player? Well, the, the AstroTurf in the horse locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L- literally, right, with the smell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I enjoyed Louisville. The thing, good thing about it, I was close to home. And uh, I was able to get home and see the kids, you know, and, and, and see the wife. Being so close, you know, being there in Louisville, being in Cincinnati. But uh, I, I kind of, I enjoyed that. It was one, it was a, it was a restaurant there. And I cannot, right to this day, I'm still trying to figure out the name of that rip restaurant that used to cater to the Redbirds there. The guy used to bring the ribs out to us all the time and would buy the ribs for the guy to come in and set up inside the locker room. And I cannot think about, remember the restaurant that this young, this guy would bring those ribs in for us. 
So if someone's listening to this here interview today, or whenever you're going to air it, help me because being in Louisville, I like to go back to that. It was in a, it was in an outlet, like an outlet mall area. And I don't know. I'll end up watching the, uh, the Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Durant. No, Sugar Ray Leonard and Kent Norton fight. One of those fights there. Yeah. We to the restaurant and we saw that. It's during that time. And I've been asking since I've been there the last couple of years the name to try to get a feel for that restaurant there. Uh, the, 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 the announcer now that's doing a great job, uh, Buck. Yep. He, yeah, he was doing the, um, the radio for the Redbirds at the time. He may know. I don't know. But at the same time, those are some great ribs. It kind of reminds me of the ribs I was eating up in Montreal, up at a, a restaurant called Barbie Barnes. You know, kind of got off the baseball subject, but I know this is going to be Eric, but at the same time, that restaurant was outstanding. But, you know, other than that, you know, I just, like I said, I, I enjoyed uh, being there in Louisville and being close to home, allowed me to be with the family a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, I had a feeling you might bring that up. I know you've brought up that restaurant before, and we'll uh, we'll put an APB out and see if anybody can can come up with it because uh would love to know the answer to that too. Uh, yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. Yeah. A um, couple more for you. Uh, one, want to ask you about this. Have never asked you about this before and figured why not. Uh, how did you end up in Little Big League? How did you end up in that movie? Well, being up in, in, in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, I had a great time there, you know, getting back on track as far as trying to get back to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing that, that this was going on there, but the producer, I guess, came over to the St. Paul State uh, front office and he talked about what he was trying to do, wanted to get some players, and he found out that I was there. And after that, it just, you know, accumulated to where, wow, let's let's get Bull Durham to have a lot more input in what's going on in this movie. And uh, I did a lot of... Uh, a lot of the stuff that was being done on the offensive side, I did a lot of it with a fungo to try to make it look look real. Followed the producer around, basically let them know that that looked like that would happen in a major league game or in a baseball game. Little things like that. So uh, it picked up to where it was. Um, I mean, that was that was the best. I mean, best time in baseball. Not as a player, but on that side of it was outstanding. And I still get, you know, uh, people ask, Hey man, were you a little bit great? Yeah, I was there. And to meet those guys that were there at Timothy Busfield and all those guys there, we're still in contact together right to this day. And, um, it was, it was a big thrill for me. That is uh, that is really cool. I know one of the lines, somebody needs to find that boy, a woman. Uh, I felt like that was something you would actually say. So it was, it was like it was like the perfect line, uh, and <laughs> probably didn't require much acting from you because because that's something you would say. Yeah, well, that was that's just me, you know. I like to be upfront, direct, and let these guys know, you know, this is real. You know, I don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you, let you know, I tell you the truth, and that's how I am. And and that that piece right there that they, right there that they gave me, it worked out perfect. It was uh, it was great. Um, before we let you go, one more thing to ask you about. I want to ask you about uh, spring training. Obviously, uh, there was there was a little bit of time out there before all this uh, happened. Uh, was there anything that, that kind of stood out to you in, in, in the spring training experience before everybody went home? 
Well, the, the togetherness as, as far as what the, the ball players at the major league level was doing. And, of course, I had some of my minor league guys that was going to be with us there in Louisville. Uh, I saw a lot of love and, and, and something positive in the organization that this was going to be the year for the Reds. Uh, Talent-wise, uh, leadership-wise, uh, these guys were preparing themselves to be champions for th- 2020. And uh, that was that was huge. And I, I, I love seeing that. And the the, 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 the the togetherness and the love that they shared during spring training, coming from the coaches, the players, the tra- everybody, it was all on one accord, and it was perfect. And so I was really, look, really looking forward to the season. It's not over yet, but I'm hoping that these guys are still will still have that feeling as far as like they can win this year. And I know it's there with the with the with the way that they put this team together. It's something there, and I think we could do it this year. An exciting time in the in the Reds organization. Hopefully, this thing gets going sooner than later. Bull, really appreciate it. Uh, continued health and safety to you and your wife and your family. And and uh, thanks for taking some time today. Really appreciate it. All right, no problem, man. Tell everybody we say hello. Big thanks to Bull for uh, taking some time to join us. Uh, great conversation, covering a lot of ground. His movie career in Little Big League, you may have seen him in there and may not have even known that that was Bull. He played Leon Alexander in Little Big League, uh, well, a classic for folks uh, of my age. So it was really cool to talk to him about that, have him before. And um, just some interesting thoughts, I thought, uh, about a, a lot of different things over the course of his career. So accomplished, was the 15th overall pick of the Cardinals back in 2016, traded um in the offseason after the 1980 year to the Cubs for Bruce Suter and then spectacular career in Chicago, a two-time All-Star and also a Silver Slugger Award, part of that beloved 84 Cubs team when he moved from the outfield to first base with the Cubs having traded away Bill Buckner and uh, had to go through that position change as well, but still kept up the hitting and and uh, what, a, what a career Bull had on the field and what a career he's had off of it. I thought it was really cool him talking about kind of the passion and the kick he gets out of helping these guys accomplish their goals and get to the big leagues. Really neat stuff. And you heard it. If you know of that rib spot, please let us know. You can tweet at me and uh, we'll let Bull know. You can tweet at me at Nick Curran 35 on Twitter. If you happen to know what that place is, was, if it's still around, I know Bull's been trying to, uh, to find that place and we've been trying to find it for him the last couple of seasons with no luck. But if you happen to listen to this and know the spot he was talking about during that interview, he used to go to uh, back when he was a player with the Redbirds in 1989, please throw it our way on Twitter at Nick Curran 35, or you can uh, email it to us as well. N Curran, N C U R R A N at batsbaseball.com. That's the email address. If you can find a way to come up with that thing, that would be huge. Uh, Bull been working on trying to figure that out. Uh, in his time here. But look forward to having him back his third year as the hitting coach once this season does get going as we move in uh, just past what would be opening day in the minor leagues for the 2020 season. That'll wrap things up for us here today. Really appreciate you joining us. Uh, If all works out, we'll have something very special planned for next week's edition involving that first ever game. Could be a little longer than normal, but I think it'll be really cool 
hopefully it all comes together. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. And until then, I'm Nick Curran. This is the Bat Chat Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week.